Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Welcome once again to the Bread and Circuses podcast. I am your host, Rooster, here with Crow. Hey, thanks for asking. All right. I heard you mentioned voting, that there was uh, was there some voting event that happened this week or something? Yeah, yeah. And uh, everyone I voted for lost. <laughs> so good everyone? time. Good fucking times. Well, it is Minnesota. We mm-hmm. are damn near communists here. Yeah. So I have to say the people I would have voted for one hmm? uh, because the district we're in we can't vote ah, got certain it. people so yeah, yeah. I, but we didn't turn totally blue so at least there's that and we have now i don't know what the significance of this is but minnesota is the only state with split split leadership we have a senate that's republican by one chair and a governor and a house that are democrats we're the only state in the entire country that has two parties running the state legislature right now. Yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know what that means either, other than it's kind of a fun fact for kids at school. Last time that happened was like 1914 or something. No, I guess I just listened to the radio a bit today and heard that uh, all the Dems that I voted in are promising to take away guns and raise taxes and uh, all that good stuff. It's going to be awesome. How is that different from what they normally do? Uh, they they promise it. They'll promise it, and they can probably um, follow through with it now. I don't think they can get it done. So, well, you didn't think Ellison could get elected in Minnesota, and he did. Yeah, I didn't. And, you were uh, wrong. Yeah, and I still don't care that he did. Yeah, I mean, I I think the guy. The problem is, it just shows you what Minnesota is becoming. Minnesota, uh, some someone like uh, Ellison should not have been voted in, and uh, ten, fifteen years ago, he he wouldn't have. And we're, you're showing that all the voters from the cities, from the high uh, population density uh, areas, are spreading out, and they're taking their bullshit with them. And the whole state's becoming like the the urban centers. And you know, this state is. I hate this state, by the way, because I didn't say it before. So I'm only here for one reason: welfare. <laughs> no, I got family here. That's it. I was going to say, what's her name? <laughs> but I know better. I was going to make a. I was going to make a comment about Keith Ellison. As I'm thinking about it, people will take it as sort of a lynching joke. So I was going to say... Oh, um, no, you didn't. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm fine with him being in there because his his politics are going to come out. They're going to be for, just like Lori Swanson, uh, who was the outgoing attorney general for the state of Minnesota. But he's going to be, like, way worse than she was. And uh, I was going to say, you give him enough rope and he's going to hang himself. What do you think he's going to read, read uh, verbatim from the uh, uh, Antifa handbook? No, but I think I think he's going to be dogged by all the Farrakhan stuff. I mean, the guy who used to work for Farrakhan. Yeah. I mean, he's a big Louis Farrakhan guy. Did you hear all this shit Farrakhan spouting over in Iran? Yeah, he uh, he's well, he didn't actually lead the chant. Death to America. He, no, he, he just he just asked how to pronounce it. Yeah, he was just like, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, you guys, if if you guys got the strength, you can do something about this. Yeah, that America is getting in the way of Iran being a great country, and uh, you shouldn't take any shit from those guys. 
And that's basically what he said. Well, between the termites and the cave dwellers, America ain't nothing. We're, ca- we're cave dwellers, by the oh, way. okay. That was my preacher voice. I'm not very good at it because I'm not a preacher. <laughs> well, I'm not a black preacher. Neither is Louis Farrakhan. But no, but that I that's a common phrase. Give someone enough rope and they'll hang themselves. It's not a lynching joke. It's not because Keith Ellison's black. Dog whistle. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Uh, Once you feel bad when someone someone goes out, does something bad, and they'll tie it directly back to you. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Did you know the first person to be lynched was not even a black person? That the term lynch comes from the fact that they lynched a guy. Well, A guy named Lynch? Yeah, his name is Lynch. Happened over in Ireland. I've actually seen the place where it happened. It was there. And if I have the story right, the guy was sentenced to death by his own father, who was a judge. Yeah. And there's a place in Ireland you can go see. It's called the Lynch Window. And I hung him right there. So, fun fact in history for you. That is fun. No, it's not. Are you awake over there? All right. So, we heard what you didn't like about the midterms. Is there anything you liked? Because you and I are of different minds in this. No, I, th- I'm, I think I'm, it went reasonably well. I'm totally blackpilled. Probably just because I wanted to be pessimistic and I thought I convinced myself to be pessimistic, knowing living in Minnesota, knowing what it's like living here, but uh, and knowing that most most of it. But I got kind of tricked. I think uh, there was too much optimism coming from the the right wing news sources in Minnesota and the radio, and and I was like, yeah, bullshit, bullshit. I'm I'm not going to fall for this. I'm not going to fall for this. And even the night of, I'm like, I'm not going to watch just like the election for Trump. I'm not going to watch any of this and listen to it. Fuck it. And uh, I'm just going to go to bed and wake up and you know, expect the worst, right? So that's what I did. And then uh, I woke up and uh, heard the bad news, and I felt like shit. And, and I'm like, oh, I guess I wasn't prepared. I guess I must have some optimism <laughs> in me because I shouldn't feel like this. Well, I think you should have optimism. Not not for Minnesota because, I mean, we're we're going to be the last bastion of communism and socialism here in the United States. We just or just about. fuckery. In general, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know to what you're referring. All the all the Minnesota fuckery. That wasn't a whole lot more specific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Minneapolis, Minnesota fuckery. Ah, uh, okay. Still, still not helping. But I thought I did think Housley had a shot at winning over Smith in the especially when Smith didn't show up for the one yeah, debate. She didn't, didn't have to. Didn't even show up. Um, I didn't think Jason Lewis, I thought, uh, well, I didn't think as far as the senators go, I didn't think anyone had a shot at, at, uh, uh, Klobuchar. Right. Which is fine. Cause they're talking about her running for president. God, I so want to see that. I want to see her run for president. She's going to get ground up if she does. You think so? That she's supposed to be the, the most difficult, she's uh, too, senator to work for. She's according to all the polls. Yeah. She's too, like, she's a real, she's a really go getter. Real bull-nosed go-getter, according to uh, City Pages. She's too of much of that passive-aggressive Midwestern grandmotherly kind of stuff that you know plays well to people around here. But you know, she's she. It's the it's the Midwestern version of the Southern Belle, bless your heart thing. You know, she's mm-hmm. so fucking condescending and and uh, one of her campaign ads was she's uh, she's rank number one for bills put through and all that. I don't think that's a good thing. I don't want to see senators and congressmen putting a lot of bills through. I I like gridlock. You mm. know? 
the less they can get done, the better. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, you're just a bundle of joy today, aren't you? You knew I would be. I didn't know you'd be this bad. Mr. Mopey. Somebody's got so, a case before we started here, I cracked, well, hang on. Let's cracked open the, the city thing. pages. That's kind of why I'm in a little more of a pissy mood. Well, let's finish the Minnesota thing. All right. Lewis, I thought, might win, but he's against Angie Craig, who's a, you know... Uh, Careful. What? I thought you were going to call her a cunt. <laughs> no, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> She's, uh, she ran a close race with him before by like less than a point or yeah. something like that. And there was no third party involved this time. She's the whole, you know, corporate girl power lesbian, um, plays great in that area. And she had $4 million of Bloomberg money behind her. So I thought, I thought she was going to lose or she was going to win that one. Uh, Eric Peterson didn't see, um, uh, what's his name? Who's the guy who beat him? Uh, or Eric Paulson. Eric Paulson. Was uh, Dean? Oh, where am I? Kind of even forgot Dean Phillips. Here we go. I think Dean Phillips ran a great campaign. He was everywhere, and Paulson just got lazy. Hmm. So plus, I didn't care for Paulson that much. But you know, Rob Stauber won in District Two, which has been a Democratic stronghold forever, and he's a Republican. And Jim Hagedorn won in Southern Minnesota, which has been. Tim Walls, who's the governor now, okay. he was there forever. Our our uh, so national listeners are getting bored. I don't care. <laughs> it's my fucking show. Get your own show. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it went kind of like I thought it would. But when you talk about the national stuff, I mean, all the senators we got in are like Trump senators. We picked up like three more in the Senate. Oh yeah, the, the, and the big media darlings, Beto in Texas, Beto, Beto Robert Francis, Beto. Robert Francis Bethel. Yeah. Robert Francis O'Rourke. Mm -hmm. Real strong Hispanic name there. Oh, yeah. He lost. He lost to Cruz. With a lot of money behind him. Who's the who's the woman governor of uh, Georgia? She was trying to win. She had Oprah there and everything. Uh, she lost. Yeah. Abrams? Well, there's... Stacey what is Abrams? It? I think, aren't they... She's not conceding it. Aren't they, aren't they suing? Isn't that... Well, she can... She doesn't want to concede, but last I saw, there were ninety nine percent of the. Uh, Isn't is it Georgia? Right? Isn't that Georgia. the one where they're saying they keep finding, keep finding more and more votes from these couple of districts? I haven't heard that. Yeah, that's what I heard today, and maybe I'm wrong. It's yeah, because there's three places they're contesting. So Florida, Georgia, and something else. And, and in Georgia, they're, they, they, I guess this happened before, where they kept finding votes and finding votes in these yeah. districts, which well, are which is bullshit. Gilliam's already conceded that. Okay. Yeah, so you can see that. Abrams won't concede, but in Georgia, um, if one if both candidates don't get fifty percent of the vote, then they can do an automatic recount. She's saying the margin is too close. Well, there's ninety nine percent of the ballots in, so she she can't win mathematically. And the guy she's up against, Kemp, I think it is. Um, I could be getting that wrong. I might might be missing a lot, mixing elections here. He's got fifty point four, so he's got enough. So she can not concede all she wants, just like Hillary didn't want to concede to Trump, but can't win. Hmm. And so she lost, Gilliam lost, and Beto lost too. So, yeah. I mean, but it was, a, the, but it, but it really, big media it really was a win for Beto because uh, you know he almost beat Cruz, and he shouldn't have been able to get that close. Is what that was what the spin is from the from the left. It's like yeah, bullshit. Do you see how much fucking money he had behind him? 
No, but I ridiculous, know it was a lot. ridiculous. Well, the spending here in Minnesota was crazy because um, they said the most that's ever been spent in Minnesota on elections is like twenty million, and this wound up being like in the sixties. Yeah. So a ton was poured in here, but look, we got a majority in the Senate, which is, I mean, uh, an even bigger majority in the Senate, which is where all the stuff gets decided anyway. So. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's the one kind of silver lining and then and then here and i heard uh the news when they said uh ruth Bader ginsburg's in the hospital i'm like <gasps> and she's with uh with three fractured ribs i'm like oh i uh, wait no I, I it's that sounded wrong i just like oh i feel bad for her i hope she's I she hope she does better that's what i was that's why i was upset <laughs> look i don't want bad things to happen to her i don't wish ill on people even when i disagree with but you, you kind of do no, I don't. I, I mean, don't, you kind of do. No, I don't. I don't want bad things to happen to her. I just want her to make the mature decision and say, I'm 86 years old. I can't hold my fucking head up because she can't. Um, I'm falling down in my office. She wasn't working out on her stair climber this time. You remember she that? She wasn't video? doing that super, that super workout that uh, even young men can't keep up with. Yeah. She wasn't doing yeah. that. She was in her office and she fell over and broke three ribs. Yeah. As an elderly person breaking three ribs, you feel bad for that. But that, I mean, it's, I'm not shedding tears over it. She's 85 years old. Because, because her, because, yeah, she's decrepit and she needs to get the fuck out of there. She's in there because of her fucking, um, she promised that she promised she will not uh, uh, give up the seat while uh, while Trump is president. And did I'm like, what, fuck you. Did you hear what she said a court, uh, along those lines? She's got at least five more years in her. Oh, does she? Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah. Well, she'll have to get an extension on the fucking whatever uh, thing she signed with the devil to stay alive this long, I guess. <laughs> I thought you said it was just spite she was living on. Yeah. <laughs> and the contract with the devil. <laughs> no, I I mean, I don't like her politics. Um, no. I'll be straight up honest about that. But the other part I don't like about her is um, she's, you know, this whole thing about commenting on the election and everything. Just you're a Supreme Court justice. Shut up. You know, you don't see all the other ones out there saying, oh, I want this person. I want that person. Yeah. And so, yeah. But I, I'm not wishing ill upon her, no matter what Crow thinks. Um, I just, I think it's time when you're, 85 years old to get out. I've said this, I don't know, on three or four other podcasts. Get out. Enjoy your life. You got grandkids. Spend some time with them because you ain't going to last long. I mean, I don't think she's going to have a choice about the five more years. I just, you look at her health and it's just falling way too fast. I mean, she's had two bouts with cancer. She fell and broke her ribs one other time. She's... Well, I heard news a couple of weeks ago that Sandra Day O'Connor has, has got dementia and all that kind of stuff. And I for for just a moment I thought they I can I conflated O'Connor with uh, Ginsburg, and I'm like, yeah, here we go, here we go, and I was all excited. My my first thought wasn't like, oh, that's that. My first thought, to be honest with you, was like, cool, all right, let's get this going, let's get a new person. And I'm like, oh shit, that's O'Connor, not not uh, not Ginsburg. All right, let's uh, forget it, forget I was excited. So yeah, I'm just being honest here, just being honest. Well, you're honest, but you're a bad person. So. No, I think I think it's human nature. You know, you got your side. You, you you don't like a person. You don't like what they represent. You don't like what they stand for. So why the fuck should you care if they keel over dead? I don't. Wow, you're a hard man. <laughs> not, not, I'm normal. I'm normal. I'm like everybody else listening. No, your soul is dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not there's not a heartbeat there. There's just the the giant sucking sound of a 
space vacuum where nothing can live for more than five seconds. Mm. You're like you're like the Grinch's hero. No, because yeah, he no. only is around for it, Christmas. You're like this all the time. You're, play, you're playing like you're Mister Rogers. It's not not true. You're just like this. You just won't admit it. <laughs> no, when you say when you say I said you're a bad person, you're like no. It, I think it's human nature. I'm not saying human nature is a good and virtuous thing. <laughs> I'm just going. No one's as bad as you when it comes to this. You're like, you're just sitting there. If you could, you'd get into Ruth Bader Ginsburg's hospital room and just go, why don't you just die already? Look, <laughs> look we talked about if I had teleportation and invulnerability, what I would do. Yeah. You already know. You'd rule the world. And it would be a dark place through through a series of donkey punches. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like uh, you know Sauron in uh, in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you'd be like watching everybody and just smiting them left and right. Well, that only those that deserved it, though. Which you think would be everybody? Well, almost. Yeah. But uh, yeah, take, well, we take care of that. Uh, uh, what the overpopulation and the uh, global warming caused by humanity? So the left would love it. They'd love it. Oh, you know, we got to save this for another podcast, but I saw this thing a guest Rogan had on uh, the global warming thing, on the climate change. He had some, like, amazing stuff. We should save that for the next one. All right, one, you have but... to give me the link to it so I can watch. Yeah. No, I was just going to talk about it without you knowing anything about it. Just watch mm-hmm. you get mad. So. All right. All well, right, so give me the city pages. Well, okay. Rage here, that you... Okay, here's what pisses me off about Minnesota politics is that um, it is getting more and more. I think the the urban centers, like I said, are spreading out into the suburbs and and you know and even further out and infecting everything. And that's why Ellison got elected in. But another problem we have here, and it's been a problem all along, is that the Republicans are weak and they're spineless and they don't do any outreach. They don't go they don't go spread their message like they should into the urban centers because they've been weak for a long time. Uh, but these this fucking city pages. It's 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 everywhere. It's ubiquitous. It's everywhere you go to. Every fucking liquor store you stop at. Every convenience store. Every Walgreens or or what's the other um uh the the other drug store that we have here now? Walgreens. CVS. Yeah, CVS. Every CVS has them in their stands. Uh, I just got. I just went in a Devani's hoagie. I just got a hoagie before I came over here, and uh, you know, and the little wire rack by the door at hoagie uh, at Devani's was the city pages. It's everywhere. And it's influential. They have great pizza, by the way. They do. Uh, you just derailed me thinking about their taco pizza. Damn you! Because <laughs> it's 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 not. They don't have it right now, and I'm I'm really wanting it. See, you don't you don't understand. I've been co opted by the left a long time ago mm-hmm. to like sneak in here and convert you over. So now I just ripped my mask off. Either that, or you're just trying to make me go insane slowly. <laughs> No, that wouldn't be any fun. I okay. want to see it happen fast. All right, so it's so, it's ubiquitous. So city pages yes. is it's influential. You can't deny it. Um, every uh, every I mean, even I know social media. You know these the paper, the newsprint is losing its influence. It is, but it's still even even I'm drawn to. Hey, there's something to read while I'm waiting for my my hoagie to be to be you know cooked up so i've got 10 minutes and i've i've already looked at my phone all day i don't have anything new to look at i'm uh why don't i just pick it up and flip through it well i just this latest city pages is the one that came out before the elections and it's the city pages the haters guide to the 2018 elections a brutally honest guide to the decisions you have to make and it's got this little illustration in the front of all these you know proud people with a banner 
um, marching with their with their angry faces and you know um, Trump Trump derangement syndrome stamped clearly on their faces. You know, so you open it up and you start flipping through it and you go, all right, this this is going to be bad. I'm going to gird my loins for this, but it's even worse than I expected because this it's written by Susan Dew, Hannah Jones, and Mike Mullen. So anyways, um, the shit they write about, I'm not going to do them all because they're all really bad. I mean, really bad. Um but the like for Attorney General Keith Ellison was it, the guy that was running against him for the GOP was Doug Wardlow, um, and they just I mean it's just uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know if I should get into this because I get so fucking mad. Go ahead. Um, well, let's let's start with let's start with the for the well you didn't like the governor right you didn't like the the guy we had for governor because he was just a, Governor a, Mumble. Uh, no, the one that was. Um, Jeff Johnson. Jeff Johnson. You don't like Jeff Johnson, right? I I think Jeff Johnson's politics are fine. I don't have a problem with that. But Jeff Johnson isn't going to win. He's not. He's not somebody you look at and go, "Yeah, that guy should be in charge of stuff." He just looks like kind of a weenie, you know. Well, this is what they say about him, um, Jeff Johnson. Uh, this is Jeff Johnson's second tilt for governor after losing to Mark Dayton in 2014. A former lawyer for Cargill, Johnson shielded that food and energy monolith from its employees' grievances. More recently, a Hennepin County commissioner, Johnson, um, is that board's lone holdout against taxes and, sp- and spending, especially the rail transit. As governor, he'd restrict abortion to about six-week mark, before most women would even know they're carrying, claiming to value the sanctity of human life. Not all of it, though. Johnson thinks health care is a commodity rather than a right and considers any gun control a form of blasphemy. Johnson has picked up the torch on xenophobic rage in a sort of ho-hum, stats-manipulating style. And in Alpha News, which I endorse, Crow endorses Alpha News, by the way, uh, Alpha News op-ed, he makes a money case against refugees, citing a study showing an average refugee costs taxpayers $107,000. He left out the part about that refugee contributing nearly $122,000 in taxes in the same period. I mean, they're numbers, Rooster. You can't deny that. Um, So, uh, I don't don't want to get in that, but so that that was what they, and then before saying glowing things about the DFL, which I'm not even going to get into how awesome the awesome the dfl guy is but here we go with uh, keith ellison and they're they're a little um sub headline for the keith ellison attorney general um doug, doug wardlow race was what a fucking mess that's their sub headline um uh they actually did mention what he what he was accused of keith ellison uh there were, what was he accused there of? were hours on the clock before the state primary when when dfl u.s representative keith ellison's ex-girlfriend karen monahan's family came forth with allegations he'd serially emotionally abused her and once dragged her off a bed while calling her a fucking bitch um excuse me while i flip pages loudly in front of the microphone and, and keep banging on the table Monaghan, Monaghan has since produced medical records saying she suffered PTSD directly related to the relationship. Ellison denied the bed-dragging incident. Uh, she claims it was videotaped, but uh, declined to make it public. Uh, but uh, he carefully uh, sidestepped claims of emotional abuse. He says, I still care for her well-being. Later, he admitted to calling her a bitch, but just that one time. Yeah, because, you know, he would never. Um, and suggested Monaghan's allegations to some her jealousy that he's dating someone else. 
And then they go in, in parentheses. They go, we'll pause while you rinse and spit. They get, get that bad taste out of your mouth. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, they, so so if it, if it was a Republican that did any of this shit, they would, you know, balls to the wall against him. And also they'd say, well, he's a philanderer too. He, you know, steps out on his wife kind of thing. But they don't mention that here. They don't, they don't say, yeah, he, yeah, uh, she was just jealous mm-hmm. that he started dating someone else. Right. So, um, uh, the, but this is what gets me. Don't want to vote for a man like that? Sorry, you have to. That's their next line. And that's when, I'm, I'm, you know, the rage monster and crow starts kind of bubbling forth. Um, Doug Wardlow is on the record history in legal filings and statements is awful enough. He's disgusted by gay people. Don't even get him started on transgender people. And were cases for an outfit obsessed with the quote-unquote homosexual agenda. And then uh, in parentheses, they go, Doug claimed he was fighting for free speech. Well, I mean, there is a homosexual agenda, just like everybody's got an agenda. Yeah. Every cause has an agenda. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So... I mean, you, you agree with it or you but, disagree but, with it? But he only claimed he was fighting for free speech. He really was on board with uh, really getting rid of the homos. So, Well, do you know do you know who labeled him uh, part of a hate group? Southern, Lar- Par- Southern Poverty Southern Law Poverty Center, Poverty which, is, Center yeah. which is basically a hate group. Yeah, I mean, they really they've been, are they've been sued for defamation and oh, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, they're, they're terrorists. Uh, it gets worse. A secret blog Wardlow penned while clerking for the Minnesota Supreme Court exposed his view of women as essentially sperm receptacles endowed by the creator to carry a man's child. Another, Is that a quote? No, that's no, no. They didn't put any quotation yeah, marks in there. Exactly. Um, so you know, uh, but at least they said sperm receptacle instead of cum dumpster. At least they had that decency, right? Well, that's probably what he said, and they cleaned it up. Right, right. Well, how good of them? Yeah, it's nice of them. Um. Uh, another writing indicated he'd like to see church and state not only together, but full on making out. That was in quotes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <That was not. laughs> I know. It's just. So this is the kind of shit, though. I mean, this this is a very lengthy article, and it's got candidate by candidate, and it's got their faces, it's got their names, and it, and it has these. Uh, I I should give you the at least the glowing part of the. Uh, what they say about Tim Walls, who was running against Jeff Johnson for governor, the the beautiful write-up they did for him, and it's like it's like it's disgusting that there's this, but there is no alternative for this for for conservatives for the GOP for the right. Whose fault is that? I, you know, I blame I don't know the GOP here for one. Their work they seem pretty worthless. Yeah, they're kind of weak. And then any any conservative group here that that. Uh, he tries to get a foothold. I don't know if it's their fault or not. I don't know if it's just so hard because it's just been so stacked against um, conservatives here for so long that it's just you can't make you know headway anywhere. But it's it is it's really disheartening to say yeah. the least. So I don't see it getting better. I see it getting worse. In Minnesota. Well, again, I think capitalism fixes everything. You would. Yeah, I do. Capitalist pig. I know I'm a dirty capitalist. <laughs> Dirty, dirty capitalist. Well, I I see reason nationally to be very optimistic. You know, I, I heard the whole thing about, you know, well, there's never the blue wave, which turned out to be a blue wake. You know, that's my phrase. You don't get to keep oh, it. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Um, They were, what, they had to flip like 40 seats? Or they thought it could be as many as 40 seats, but they needed like 23. And how many did they get? Like 28 or something like that. It wasn't huge. And yeah, they did take the house, and that sucks. I'd prefer to not have that. And we're going to have 
two years of obstruction, just like when Republicans had the House and uh, Barack Obama had the presidency and the Senate in his pocket, that's fine. I, I don't mind gridlock in Washington. I think in the long term, this is going to serve Trump well, because I think the screaming from the left, which took exactly one day to start. I mean, they're outside Tucker Carlson's house. Yeah, that's amazing. When he's not home. and yeah, his, actually, wife, his wife is home. They actually banged on his door and broke the yeah, door. Not they, broke the door down. Or but they like, even cracked it they or cracked, cracked the, the door frame or something, or something like yeah. that. Um, uh, you know what? I, here's what I was fantasizing. This is how I fantasize. I was fan- Careful. I was fantasizing about being in the house when that happens. Okay, that's that's all we need to hear. Yeah. Because um, I know where this is going to go. And once I put uh, her underwear back in the drawer, I would go downstairs. <laughs> is that where you think I was going? Uh, I was trying I, to go somewhere you didn't think I was going. You know, we have a friend who has that superpower. <laughs> taking it too far. No, that's not what I would be. Uh, no, I was I was fantasizing that I would be standing there with my AK-47 at, in the entryway there. And as soon as I hear hear the, the wood splintering, I, I, I instruct my... my uh, son or daughter whoever's standing next door say okay now unlatch it <laughs> swing the door open and stand aside and uh that's not proper gun that's not proper gun safety. and then just and just having the safety on and going well hold on there don't come in this house or i will shoot see see how i saved it see how i yeah. saved that yeah i see that so <laughs> well i mean it, there's not uh I'll let the left scream all they want I, I don't think it's going to help them. I don't think Nancy Pelosi being uh, speaker is going to help uh, the Democrats down the line. I just don't. I think the the Republican senators that are gone, you know, the Jeff Flakes, you know, the and I don't want to speak ill of someone who's died, but John McCain, he's out of he's sort of wishy washy. You know, I'm, I may reach across the aisle and yeah. give away everything. Well, uh, well, you don't give away anything. Yeah. I'll yeah. give away everything, but they're going to pay us back later. Yeah. You know, they're we never going to do that. So those guys are gone, you know, and now we've got sort of more rock rib Republicans there. Oh, I'm sorry. Not rock rib Republicans. I mean, racists and bigots and all of that, you know, because just being a Republican. Were you just making fun of, um, of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's uh, fragile ribs by saying that? No, rock rib is just a. She, she certainly doesn't have rock ribs. No, she doesn't. She no. <laughs> She didn't have much of anything in the... Uh, They're like shale. Yeah. <laughs> if they are any rock, that's what they'd be. I mean, I guess the, yeah, that is a rock, so, right? She's a fragile little woman. and she, The shale ribbed. At 85 years old, it, that's not unexpected. So, um, But she tried to derail me there, and it didn't work. I think when you keep in mind that there's something like 30 retirements of long-term Republicans, I just... I don't see how you weren't going to see a little bit of a wave. And this is, I saw an article that said this is sort of along the same lines what Bush lost when he was in a midterm, what Obama lost when he was in a midterm. In fact, Obama lost even more. Um, so, yeah, I guess I, I'm I, not I, freaking out about it. No, I'm, I'm not freaking about freaking out about yes, you are. the nationals. Yes, you are. The national stuff. The day after this, you were like going to chew on the end of a pistol almost. I mean, you were... Uh, no, but I I actually wasn't too... I didn't get the, like the sinking feeling from the national elections that I, I just got from the Minnesota. Like I said, I was I was unprepared for the loss in Minnesota and I thought I was. And that's what made it so hard for me because I thought I was like... I thought I was, you know... I, I, I thought I was... I tried to trick myself, right? And I didn't. I, I fell for the optimism a little bit. Of the the numbers, like saying, "Oh, you know, Wardlow's ahead of Ellis, and this is not 
bad news. This could be, at least we'll have that. At least we'll have that. And that didn't happen, and I was just like a gut punch. So, Like when your fleshlight broke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the in the uh, dishwasher, <laughs> right, right before you showed up, and I served dinner. Um, now now I know now I know what the the when Hillary lost and and Trump won. Now I now I know exactly what the Democrats felt. No, I don't. Oh, I don't, I don't think <laughs> no, you did. No, I don't. I, I did see a I did see a post on Facebook from a friend of mine that a Republican who said, you know, now that this happened, uh, we need to. Uh, we need to put on our genitalia hats and go march in the streets and riot and do all this stuff and break windows. And that said, yeah, but I got to go to work tomorrow. So never mind. Yeah. Well, should we do a uh, table topic? Yeah. All right. See if we get it. They've been, they've been on the decline. I think they stacked the good ones at the beginning of the deck. All right. What do you most appreciate about living in this country? Brewster. I'd say, but you're you're just gonna get mad. Why? <laughs> I think it's great that we get to choose who we get to vote. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> uh, what do I appreciate most about living in this country? MAGA. <laughs> it is a pretty awesome place to live if you consider everywhere else. Oh yeah, yeah. unless you're ultra rich and want to live I, on a beach I, in Belize. I appreciate the Bill of Rights. That's what I appreciate. I appreciate the. You know what I honestly right now, um, and it's it's starting to worry me that it seems like there's some erosion in this is our freedom of speech. Um, but uh, that's the number one thing. And then the second is the Second Amendment. Well, we've talked about the freedom of speech thing, and I I get what you're saying, and I don't necessarily disagree with you, but it's not First Amendment protected speech. It's like no, you know, no, 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 no. I got yeah, no. I the print. I should say the principle of freedom of speech. Yeah, Google and YouTube and all that yeah, yeah. stuff. I, yeah, you that, know, yeah. At least you know, that the government you know, clamping down or, or stomping on people. That's not happening. But um, the, there is a lot of people, a lot of companies that have a lot of power that are doing doing it, and, and the effect is just as chilling as having the government do it. Well, wait, except for when Trump silenced Jim Acosta the other day. That is a First Amendment breach, right? There. Yeah, that was uncalled for. We'll get back to that because right. that was funny. But I did hear one thing the other day. I don't I don't know if this is true, but I had heard a historian saying, and I always wondered why in the Constitution they had the Bill of Rights that they added like right away. And this historian said, well, basically it's because they wrote the Constitution and went, yep, we're good. And a couple of people said, you know, we should just make a few things clear that you have freedom of speech and all that. And a lot of them went, we don't need to do that, do we? And some said, let's let's just do that. Yeah. And so they added the Bill of Rights. And the point that the historian was making was, can you imagine what a mess we'd be in right now if they didn't do that? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, that's some amazing foresight. So what are you looking for? Uh, my computer screen just went dim like my battery's going dead. Okay. But it's not. Oh, my screen just turned off. <laughs> Oh, shit. Are we recording still? Uh, yes, we are. Okay, good. That was weird. Uh, next one. What do you remember about the babies, babysitters you had when you were young? I remember their names. I remember one babysitter had friends over and they were all smoking dope. And uh, the wacky tabacky. explaining a lot. And then my my siblings and I 
uh, loved to scare our babysitter. So if it was a you know a young female babysitter, which was you know ninety nine percent of the time, um, we we would set up elaborate pranks to scare the shit out of him. So would you do the calling from inside the house? Then? We did that. Yeah, we did that. We do. You do remember when you could do that? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, hiding behind the couch was one of the best things because you know we could distract. One of us would distract while the other was would, would would get set up around the house in the in the perfect scare spots, and then we'd like get the babysitter to get to that area. Most did, of the time it works. We're did good, you ever do at, like the fake stabbing thing? Oh, no, oh no. Oh, God, he stabbed me. No, because we actually had probably ended up really stabbing and then having to go to the hospital, which is, <laughs> well, there's once we got into a fight and uh, I got kicked onto a coffee table corner and a, a busted open my ear and was bleeding profusely and the babysitter didn't know what to do. It was pretty cool. Hmm. So, yeah, that, that sounds like fun. It's a good time. And then I had one more babysitter that we had. Is her- this the inappropriate touching thing? Because everybody's heard that story. All right. Well, move on to the next one then. Okay. Another one. (laughs) Uh, Her husband was a real weirdo. And. No, wait. This is the inappropriate touching. Yeah. No, no. He was just one of those big, gregarious, like blustery, outgoing guys. And uh, the thing. At one point, I do remember that he held uh, one of my siblings. It was in a two-story apartment building. He held my sibling by their ankles over the rail of the stairwell. And like did one of those things where he goes, ho, ho, ho like was letting go and like grabbing and letting go and grabbing while well, while my sibling was screaming and I'm like going stop and crying and I was like oh he thought it was so funny he was so red faced with laughter very mirthful fella how old were he you he committed suicide later by the way how old were you when this happened uh, eight maybe so when you say he committed suicide yeah are you saying oh wait you didn't see those air quotes <laughs> When I said he committed was this, suicide. Was this several years later when you had, you know, when you were like, I don't know, in your 20s? No comment. <laughs> All right. You and your siblings uh, didn't have any contact with him, did you? No, no, no. Where, where were you on the night of his death? Um, co- uh, corrob- corroboration <laughs> by multiple witnesses. I was nowhere near. Okay. So. It's probably the, was it the Wonder Woman night? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, talk about Jim Acosta. That's going to be fun. Did you see what that pussy did in that press conference? Well, I, I don't know how he couldn't. Everybody did. Yeah, I, I saw. I, it was so funny because uh, I did. I watched the end of Trump's press conference, so I didn't see it mm-hmm. because I just I started watching too late. And then by the end, as soon as he got done talking, the the radio, uh, the um, TV announcers could not wait to go. By the way, the moment of the press conference was Jim Acosta getting dressed down by the president. I'm like, oh, it couldn't be that bad. And so they couldn't wait to play the clip. So It was like, a full-on bitch slapping. And, yeah, and, and Pelosi was supposed was up to speak. And they had to show her at least part of it. So you could tell they were just sitting there just going, Shh, come on, come on, just get it over with so we can talk about Trump and, and, uh, and Acosta. Well, Pelosi set her press conference for a half an hour after the president's was supposed to start. And, start- <laughs> and he showed up 15 minutes late and then That's waited. That's a boss move. So she had to move hers again yeah. because otherwise they're at the same time. But for those who didn't see, the two of you out there uh, who might not have, Acosta basically starts by saying, I, w- I would like to challenge you. I mean, not ask a question. Yeah. He says, I want to challenge you. And he, his whole thing was about. That's not the role of the of the White House press corps. I don't mind if they want to challenge him. I mean. Yeah, know, but to start out ad- your adversarially. Can be changed. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. You don't just stand there and say, let's have an argument. That's not your, your job. He goes, I'd like to challenge you. And Trump goes, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, it was just any, like his elbow on the podium, like he's just not having it. <laughs> that side, you know, when he turns to the side a little bit, <laughs> yeah. you can tell that, that like, his body oh, language. Fuck, here we go. Yeah, I, I do love that. And Acosta's like, you know, you said these are a migrant invasion and they're hundreds of miles away. And Trump just goes, well, we disagree. He goes, I think it's an invasion. We disagree. And that was kind of the end of that. And Acosta goes, but, well, uh, you know, and he tries to sneak in a Russia investigation thing in again. And Trump goes, you're done. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm not afraid of any investigations. There was no collusion, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. We're done. And Acosta goes, no, no, I just, and he finally goes, you are a rude person. You're terrible to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, which was a great, you know, you beat up on the woman thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he said, you're a rude person. He said, how about I run the country and you run CNN? And maybe if they got someone better than you, their ratings wouldn't be tanking like that. Which you can say is not a presidential shot to take. That's Trump. And I would 100% agree yeah. with you. But sometimes when someone's pushed a little far, you just want to see him go, all right, you know, hold my beer. And that's what he did. But and I, so then the best part yeah, of it, though, was... Yeah, to the best part. The, I mean, the early 20-something yeah, intern. intern woman comes up to... She's the one that's going around yeah, taking the mic and handing to the reporter. Yeah, so she goes up to take it from him, and he, like, stiff-arms her. Now, I've heard, like, oh, he slapped her arm away or he karate chopped no, He didn't do that. he didn't. He basically just stuck... He had but, the mic but, in his right hand, and he put his left but arm But he was out. the aggressor. It, and I heard uh, different versions of what but happened, he did too. say, excuse me, miss. Yeah. yeah, I heard different versions where they go, well, he didn't put his hands on her. He didn't touch her... It, when they when they say put his hands on her, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't palm out. Yeah, he didn't know, grab her by the shoulder. But he and did. Shake her. He he did put his hand. He he initiated contact. She went to reach for that microphone, and he put his he stiff armed her. He put his arm in front of her. Yeah, and he pushed her back a right. little. Exactly. I mean, a little. It's it, it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't like a beat up move or anything. No, but it but it was really it was really the not appropriate for the situation. Let me put it this way: Jim Acosta would not have done that to a guy. No. You no. know. And, so it's, I had another fantasy moment when I watched that, by the way, but about what I would do in that situation. That you would walk up and you would say, Jim, please. And he'd say, oh, you're right. And you guys would shake hands you know? and he'd pass the mic along. Yeah, yeah, you know? I know. I really, I'd really reach him on an on a emotional level. Yeah. You would you would understand his pain. You would yeah. emote with him. I would, I would emote with him and I'd just really drive it home. I'm making the power bottom gesture, by the way. Nobody knows what that means. Oh. Other than in your weird... I turn him into a puppet. <laughs> With what? Uh, fist in the ass. <laughs> okay. We'll start. We'll start there, and then work my way up. <laughs> you know that that's hate speech. It it's is. very it's very homophobic it of is. you. So no, you could say the opposite. No, I. It's very homosexual. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got me there. Um, he. He basically was. He wasn't aggressive with her. I mean, no, but, not, but just let's not, I, He was. He was aggressive, but not in a uh, not in a, a, a sexual misogynistic way. It was just being an asshole. Well, and it wasn't even rough. No, but you know, it just was. It was totally uncalled for. And Trump was like, you know, look, you're done. You had your question. And it did I, look to me like Trump was going to get out the stage at one point after that and go down there and handle business. It looked that way to me, at least. I thought that was pretty awesome. It's like he walked away from the mic. It looked like he's walking like towards the edge of the stage. Like, it's like, is he going to get down there and fuck him up? Oh, this would be this would be epic. <laughs> I uh, I thought it was pretty funny though. When uh, so the next day they revoked his press credentials and said, yeah, you can't put your hands on a woman like that. And uh, that was I, that was actually pretty good. 
there are moments, I get what they're doing. And, there and are it was, it was moments good. as much as I again I don't want to attribute a level of intelligence that's three levels above what it appears Trump has. I'm not saying he's stupid. I'm just saying this sort of four-dimensional chess that everybody keeps talking about. He can't be this fucking lucky all the time. He's clever like a fox. I mean, go all the way back to when he said, John McCain's not a war hero. War heroes don't get captured. You know? Uh, and that was the point. That's a shitty thing to say. I've said, it was. And I've said this before. A couple of us, a couple of my friends and I were standing around. We're conservative. And we said, uh, said well, he's done. Yeah. That's it for him. There's no way. He'll, he, he'll be last week's news. And you can probably find 50 examples of stuff like that that he said. Where you're like, yeah, he's finished. I mean, the grab him by the pussy, the, you know, um, God, just anything. Rocket Man. You can find 50 examples like that where you're like, the guy should be done. And he's not. And I look at this and I, I feel like sometimes this is pulling the curtain back a little on what he's doing. And if he said, yeah, you can't be here because you can't treat a woman like that. The left is stuck in a position where they have to say, well, he didn't he didn't do anything to her. And you go, well, it's it's right there. I mean, he did push her away like he was manspreading. You know, you can't. I do love how people they were saying and this was even Fox News that was saying, well, when when uh, was it San, uh, uh, Sarah Sanders that said that he, he put his hands on her? I think she said that it was one of her quotes. Um, yeah, I'm almost sure that I don't specifically what she said, but she did say he put his hands on her and technically that's not true, but he did initiate contact. And, but then the Fox news reporter said, well, that's not true. Um, she put her, the intern put her hands on him. And I'm like, what the fuck? She is, didn't. No, she if didn't. And, that and, video, so, she didn't and that was coming from Fox. So yeah. I'm like, are, what's going on here? They're, they're infiltrated too over there in Fox. That's why I stopped watching that shit. Well, I mean... Maybe, but I look at it like when people say, oh, he put his hands on her. Not really. No. But he did He did treat her in a way that if he was if he was a person from Fox News and that was one of Obama's interns, oh, the world would have fucking exploded. Yeah. It would have been like, oh, look at him. You know, yeah. you, you misogynist, you, you know, yeah. you piece of shit. It would be all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, Acosta's... I did. You know, you're talking about Trump coming down off the podium. There's a couple times I thought Sarah Sanders was going to come down and she could fuck him up. <laughs> she could. Yeah. I mean, she she's like a woman who doesn't take any shit. No. I love she's like her. a she's grizzly, great. like Mama Grizzly. Yeah. I know. I think she's great. So I did see a thing talking about uh, um, about uh, the whole election results and how many women there are now and. Oh, this will be great because we think this leads to peace. Do you realize that pretty much every woman who's run a country has started a war? Well, that's just hatery from your part, from your, from you. You shouldn't even mention anything like that. No, but I'm, take it back. I'm pretty Brewster, sure. Brewster, take it back. No, pretty sure. Look, I it think up. you should apologize. Gold in my ear. Craft an apology right now. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Indira Gandhi. Uh, Avita Perone. Yeah, I mean, but that, that pales in comparison to all the wars men started. So that's just ludicrous, Rooster. Ludicrous. Well, I mean, number, yeah. But if you start to talk about percentages. Per capita. Women start a lot of shit. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I think if you have women running the world, you're more likely to have wars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A oh, lot of I, Wait. Uh, what's her name? The robot from Germany. 
Merkel? Yeah, she hasn't started anything. Oh, she, I think, she's, I think she's, that, she's started an internal civil war. I don't think that counts, started. though, because I think the Germans are too afraid to start anything at this point. Yeah, I, well, I think, honestly, I think she's uh, made it to the point where they're going to have uh, internal conflict upon internal conflict because of the bullshit she's pulled with immigration. So, Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Either that or they'll just sit there and take it. Could be. Could yeah. be. How are we on time? Fitty. Uh, Fitty. Minutes. Sounds good. I just want to ask one more question. All right. So the Jeff Sessions thing, you know, he resigned. Yep. Sounds like he didn't really want to. Um, Jeff Sessions, according to the left, was a terrible person, right? Right. He was a homophobe and a bigot and, I mean, absolutely a misogynist. And he'd done all these terrible things as a attorney general in Alabama. And he had to go. He was just awful, right? He should have never been appointed. Then he recused himself, and they were fine with that from the whole Russia investigation. And now Trump fired him. And suddenly, because Trump fired Sessions, that's a bad thing, and it shows that there's chaos and all that? Well, it's a constitutional crisis. Didn't you know that? I keep hearing those words, <laughs> and I don't think people understand what a constitutional uh, crisis is. Every, every time something like this, is, it's a constitutional crisis, according to the left. Did you get what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they wanted him out. Yeah. They were like, that yeah, guy but, ought to be gone. But the reason, Rooster, the reason. And the reason is because uh, Trump is stacking the deck so that there, this investigation will not be funded and nothing will happen. And and uh, he's getting all those people in there and, and uh, they don't want it. They don't want that. Right, but Sessions wasn't doing anything with the Russia investigation. He was staying out of it. He recused himself. Yeah, but now that now that the, the second in charge, whatever his name is, I can't off the top of my head think of it. Rosenstein. Now that he's in charge and he's been... But he's pub- not. He's been publicly... Um, against the Mueller investigation and critical of it. And now... No, that's you're getting people confused. No, I'm not. No, Rosenstein was the uh, deputy attorney general. Okay, who's... who's Yeah. So Trump fires Sessions. Right. Okay. Rosenstein should take over. Okay. But he appointed someone else above Rosenstein. I can't remember that guy's name is. So who's the one that's been critical of Mueller investigation? The guy that he appointed. Okay, so yeah, you're right. And so they're saying, well, this is instability in the Justice Department. I get that. It's outside of the norm of the way you do it. And, you know, I don't think it was the best choice. But my point is, back to Sessions. He was terrible, should should not have been appointed. The left hated him. They wanted him out. But now that he's fired, even before the other guy was named... They were up in arms about Sessions being fired. Oh, I, I don't actually. I, I do get it. I, it makes sense to me because they like they don't like Sessions, but the fact that he recused himself, they're like, yeah, that's great, good. He did something right. Just got out of the way and let uh, Mueller do the investigation. Um, and now that he's going to be fired or quit, then somebody will get in there that will that will put a stick in the wheels and fuck up the investigation. And that's what they're mad about. It makes sense to me. That's that's why they're mad. Right. But before that guy was even appointed, you would have thought, hey, Rosenstein was the guy that was going to move in. Before that, I can't even remember who yeah. this other guy is. Hickam or Hickman or something like that. Um, before he was even appointed, everybody assumes Rosenstein's going to move into that. And Rosenstein has not been a Trump fan. He appointed Mueller and... You know, everybody thought, oh, great, he'll be in there. But the second Sessions is gone, they're like, oh, look at all this instability, this constitutional crisis. You hate the guy, and then he's out. 
I understand what you're saying, but that happened after this. At that point where they didn't like him, they wanted him out. But then when they got what they wanted, they screamed about it and said, oh, it's just Trump flexing his muscle. I, the point is, no matter what Trump does, they're going to hate it. Yeah, I got to be honest. The whole the whole Russia thing uh, narrative is just so fucking old to me now. I'm just so fa- It's what, two years now almost? Or more than two? Wait, no, two years. Two Let's year say right? around two years. Do you what Trey Gowdy said about it? No. He said he thinks this is going to force them to wrap this up sooner. Good. That to come out and say, and we don't have anything. Good. Get it over with. I'm done. It's, it's, it's enough of this bullshit. Well, they say, they keep saying 31 people have been, been indicted based on this. And it's absolutely not true because 26 of them were Russian hackers. Yeah. That had nothing to do yeah. with Trump. Manafort's been indicted for campaign finance stuff from before he was with Trump. So they're counting him in that. And Flynn, who they said, you know, uh, had some violation for not reporting. Not declaring that he had some contact with Russians beforehand. And... No, not the Russians. It was like he was representing Turkey diplomatically oh, I didn't or something even know that. Like that. Yeah. I thought it was Russia. And so they said, hey, we got you. But Flynn's coming back and saying, I think I was railroaded at this point. It yeah, because the, the rumor is, and again, it's a rumor. I don't know if it's true, that they said, hey, we could make life difficult for your son. Yeah. And he was like, all right, fine. And now he's like going, uh, no, wait a second. Yeah. I don't think I'm guilty. Yeah. Because Manafort withdrew his guilty plea. Good. But, I mean, there's all these people are like, they're in, I think they count Cohen in this, too. He's, it's not part of a Russian investigation. It's people that they say had ties to Trump have been indicted based on the investigation, but had nothing to do with either him or Russia. Like, those hackers, yes, they they found them via this investigation, but they admit they have nothing to do with Trump. And then you come down to the fact that it was all predicated basically on a lie. The whole investigation was started because of that dos- the steel dossier, which was bullshit. You're not going to say, you're not going to do the Hannity, Clinton bought and paid for thing, are you? It's Clinton bought and paid for. God, I hate that phrase. No, it's, uh, it, I, I wouldn't have even thought of that. But it this the steel dossier was a bullshit piece of uh, of evidence for, to get uh, to get this shit ginned up. Yeah. And it, it could, yeah, it was, there's DNC involvement in that. There was Clinton involved, cash involved and all that. Well, what was the, what was the company that produced the, that paid for it? Yeah. And it was tied directly to, not the Clinton Foundation. Um, it was like Clinton lawyers or something. Yeah. Something, like you know, something, well, Clinton, you know, it something was Clinton really related. fucking yeah. dirty. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, it's funny how I'm not sure any of this stuff comes up. If Hillary Clinton gets elected, do you think Harvey Weinstein would have been indicted if Hillary Clinton's picked up? If no. Hillary Clinton's, because there's no Me Too movement then. Well, and there's there's the, the supposition that all this bullshit, this collusion bullshit against Trump is all basically just to get time and distance to cover up the fact that there was actual collusion going on between the between the Clinton camp and, and Russia or the Democrats in Russia and all that kind of stuff. And the, the more you see it, the more you believe, yeah, that's possible. Kevin McKinnis has this great line about, um, I saw it on his uh, podcast on CRT about uh, Hillary Clinton. And he said, you know, a lot of people around Hillary Clinton wind up dead. <laughs> I remember this. And he, he's like, I, for the record, think she's a wonderful human being. And would never, uh, would never say anything bad about her. And he says, as an aside, I would never kill myself. <laughs> I have a great life. Yeah, my wife no is reason wonderful. for me to kill myself. No reason for me. I'd make a good living. There was no reason I would never for me shoot myself me. in the back of the head. <laughs> so, so if I kill myself, he says, uh, 
please investigate it. <laughs> but they were they were even like, well, you know, a lot of people around Barack Obama. Wait, no. And a lot of people around Bill Clinton. Wait, no. I mean, it's all like messed with Hillary Clinton. He goes, well, that one guy, the intern or whatever. Seth Rich. Yeah. yeah. He goes, Seth Rich was yelling at a gang member and inciting violence and then ran away and got shot in the back of the head. And the guy was so angry that he uh, and and uh, shocked about the whole thing that he ran away quickly without searching for any of his stuff. Makes total sense. Yeah. I, yeah. See? We get it. Yeah. We're on the same page. All right. Uh you want to give the contact? Sure. If you want to uh, comment on anything uh, that we've talked about or, or um, if you have something that you'd like us to talk about or something to bitch about, you can uh, email rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or me, crow, at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And we've caught up to the year 2010, and we now have a Bread and Circuses Podcast Facebook page. Wow. I know. Just started today. So... Yeah. There's no content on it. Not yet. Okay. But there will be. Oh, so. how's that Twitter coming? What's Twitter? <laughs> All right. See you, bye. Bye. <laughs>